Welcome to episode 23 of Professional Balance, a bonus content series of the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. Starting or managing a successful business requires two things that seem in conflict. Understanding your numbers, cost, revenue, profit margins, conversion rate, churn, market share, ROI, etc. to correctly manage the day-to-day operations of your business versus guiding your business with long-term vision, value proposition, position, passion, customer-first attitude, doing the right thing regardless of return, ethical decision-making, investments, etc. not based on daily economics, but a long game of brand, reputation, customer loyalty, and sustainability. How do you balance understanding and activating specific ROI versus steady big picture dedication to mission guided by well-developed strategy, processes, and protocols for achieving goals and objectives? What's more important, ROI or something I like to call ROIA, the reality of it all? When do you follow the numbers and when do you rely on something more significant for direction? Let's talk about it. This long-form audio-only podcast posted on the last Monday of each month is an opportunity to dive deep into the issues that challenge all entrepreneurs, business owners, career builders, and decision makers. How do you balance what seems to be contradictory viewpoints in business and personal life? More than just work-life balance, we examine a variety of this or that scenarios. Let's get started. Right off the top, management via economic reality versus guidance via vision, mission, and values. Where do we start and how do we balance this? Let's start with economic reality. Data is power. More than ever in 2022, data activation is the most powerful tool you have for your business. Understanding your numbers. If you've ever watched Shark Tank, they always ask that question. What are your numbers? And what they're referring is your cost to run your business, how much money you can charge for your product or service, thus a profit value or profit margin that's left over at the end of the day. Understand this, every business must be profitable. This is not up for debate. You have to make profit at certain points in your business cycle because there are other points in your business cycle you will make less money or lose money. Profitability when things are going well, allow you to survive the gaps when things aren't going as expected. This is the basic tenet of business. If you can't get your head around that, you can't operate a business. Do not be afraid of profitability. It's how you create sustainability in your business. That's number one. The best way to control and manage your profitability, to control and manage the ebbs and flow of business, and every business has it. Some of it, sometimes it's seasonal, Sometimes it's operational. It depends on your business, your industry, et cetera. But every business has a sell cycle. They have positive times of the year. They have negative times of the year. Sometimes it's based on, again, things like the calendar or holidays or seasons. Sometimes it's based on economic trends, availability, demand, et cetera. Whatever it is, you have to understand what that is. Understand what your costs are. Understand what your profit margin is, understand what it takes for you to gain a new customer, what it costs you to keep existing customers, or have those customers promote you to their friends as brand evangelists, lower cost for you again, to create profit margin, where you are in your industry and your market, your market share. If you have a large market share, it's going to be harder for you to gain market share, to gain on your competition. If you have a small market share, there's plenty of growth opportunity in front of you 
understanding the market scope itself. All of these things are your daily numbers. And all of those numbers come to you in some form of data. Sometimes they are raw numbers on a spreadsheet. Sometimes they're trends that you see and feedback that you are given from your customers, from your consumers, from your retailers, from people in your, in your process, whether it's a dealer, distributor, et cetera. The human beings involved can confirm or complicate the data that's presented to you by your numbers. You can't utilize this data. You can't tap into the power and you can be affected negatively by it if you don't understand these numbers. This is the basic of running business. And one of the things I see most commonly in my business consulting is people who run a business with an idea, but do not understand their numbers. Those numbers can catch you up. They can create cash flow issues. It can affect your credit rating and create the ability or inability take advantages of opportunity when they present themselves because you know what to do based on historical reference, on cash flow, on availability, etc. If you know your numbers, you can manage your numbers. But you can't let simple numbers guide you because your business is people doing business with other people. Every business is built around and by people. Your customer, your consumer, the people who do business with you, the people who end up giving you money for the product or service you're providing them because they find value in it, they're people. People do business with other people. So the balance here is understanding your numbers in order to manage them, but not focused solely on your numbers. Data is power. You need to know your numbers in order to make small adjustments. In business, it's small adjustments, not massive swings or pivots. When you know your numbers, when you pay attention to your numbers, when you are understanding those factors, you can identify trends, positive and negative. Once you identify it, you don't have to make an initial reaction to it. You do need to understand trends take time. If you see them coming, you can take advantage of them, sort of go with the flow, ride the wave, if you will. If you see a swell coming, be prepared. Maybe overproduce or create inventory, bring on extra staff in order to respond to that upcoming wave. The same thing with negative trends. When, when things are spiraling down, when things are going into a slow time, maybe you reduce some of those costs in order to survive those slower trends. Either way, trends take time to be valuable. One day, two days, even a week of sales numbers, of response numbers, of conversion rate is not a trend. But you don't have to wait an entire year to find a trend either. Every business is different. Every sales cycle is different. But don't react immediately to the smallest aspect of a trend. Wait for it to actually become a trend, to have enough data where you can see the direction that the market, that the consumers, that your competition is trending in before you make decisions. Those decisions should be small adjustments in order to either stay with the trend when it's positive or change the trend when it's negative. If you see trends coming, you can take advantage of them. If you do not see trends in your industry coming, they could sneak up on you and it's easier to get out of a small hole than a big hole. 
easier to make adjustments to avoid the hole than to make adjustments when you, once you're deep in the hole. You need to see trans before they sneak up on you. Take advantage of them when you can. Again, all this adds up to have an effect on your business, your ability to have cash flow, to take advantage of opportunities, to have a high credit rating, maybe even gain yourself discounts or other opportunities with your vendors or people in your supply chain if you pay them on time or even early because you understand when your cash flow is up, when trends are in the right direction, and when you can take advantage of those operations. Math will always tell you the truth. Adding up your numbers will tell you how things are happening. It doesn't matter how many people tell you your business is great, how many people tell you they enjoy your product or service, how popular you are online, social media, et cetera, if those numbers aren't up, if your sales numbers aren't up, if your conversion rate isn't high, if your customer acquisition isn't moving down, if you're not seeing ROI, if you're not seeing a return on your investment, if you're not seeing profitability as expected, that math will tell you the truth. But you do need to combine that math with feedback from your audience, from people who are willing to spend their money on your product or service. What they find to be valuable, why they say yes, why they actually go through the conversion process and put down their hard-earned money for your product or service is as important as how often they do it, if they are actually spending their money. When random people on Twitter tell you that your product sucks, it's irrelevant unless they're actual customers. Actual customers telling you that they didn't find the value they expected is valuable feedback if they spent their money and are unwilling to spend their money a second time or a third time. That feedback has to be combined with the math. And typically when you find negative feedback from actual consumers, you'll see your product market sales trend down anyway. So math will tell you the truth, but you also have to listen to what people are telling you, but make sure those people are your target audience. Make sure those are the people that you want to be doing business with can and should be doing business with and spent your time or money in order to do business with them. Random people telling you random things when they've not invested their time or money in your product or service is irrelevant. Math tells you the truth. This is also a two-way conversation. Everything in your business should be a two-way conversation. When you're doing marketing, often people think of advertising as marketing, where they're telling people they should buy their product or service. Sometimes you think of PR and brand reputation, even execution such as social media, websites, etc. Marketing is a two-way conversation. As much as you want to put messages out about your product, about the value proposition, etc., you have to be listening to that feedback and combining it with the math of your daily numbers in order to understand if trends are happening and why. The importance is why. The same thing in your sales process and customer service. As you're selling your product, the conversion process, is it easy or is it difficult? Is it one step, two steps, 50 steps, 200 steps? Are people satisfied after the sale? Are they engaging your customer service in a beneficial way or in a negative way? All of that feedback is a two-way conversation you have to put into the analysis of trends on top of your math, on top of those daily numbers. Businesses are run on what's called best practices. The reason they're described as best is these are tried and true methods that typically create positive results for businesses. Understanding, knowing your numbers, and applying them to best practices, what's traditionally worked in an industry, has the best opportunity to put you in a positive position. 
and it creates positive cash flow. More cash coming in than going out, understanding how to buy and sell on the sell cycles, avoiding negative trends and embracing positive trends create cash flows, which then allow you to take advantage of opportunities as they come to you. So how do you balance that with vision, mission, and values? Well, ultimately, you do have to be guided by a vision of what you want your business to be. You create a mission statement that puts down on paper what that vision is and how you want to do business. Not what you achieve, sell a million dollars, sell a million units, make a 52% profit margin, but a mission as to what value proposition you're offering to your audience and how you go about doing it. That's your vision and your mission. Those things are backed up by your values. These are the whys, why you started your business, why you run your business. A good business is not built on making money alone. Do not chase cash. Do not chase cash. That is a recipe for disaster and the opposite of best practices mentioned earlier. Instead, stick to your vision, have a mission, or incorporate your values, and never panic when the trends are going in a negative direction. Ultimately, running a business is like turning a battleship. I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase before, but if you think about the size of a battleship, they don't turn on a dime. They are not as nimble as a speedboat, but they have advantages of strength and of defense and the ability to do what it is they're built to do, which is go in the right direction with big guns and make things happen as a battleship. Don't try to run your ship. Don't try to run your business like a battleship and a speedboat at the same time. Speedboats make very quick turns. They're very agile and they're built to do that. When your battleship tries to make a turn too fast, the likelihood of it capsizing goes way up. Build your business in a specific way and then run it in a specific way. If your business is built to be nimble and quick, you can do that. If it is built to be sustainable and long-term, you have to stick with that. That's why you don't panic at short-term trends. So where is the balance between vision, mission, core values, and those daily numbers that you need to pay attention to, understand in order to stick with positive trends, avoid negative trends, and embrace best practices and potential opportunities. Well, the balance is that business must be profitable to be sustainable. Discussed that earlier, businesses must be profitable. Short-term trends can become long-term problems if ignored, and they are potential for opportunity if they are embraced. So know your numbers, understand your numbers, understand the beginning of trends, positive and negative, but don't panic or overreact. And if you can't understand, organize, and utilize those numbers, the math, the data that's coming into your company about how well or not well you're doing with your audience, with your sales cycles, against your competition, against the market, then you have a bigger problem. If you can't do that, if you don't understand it, you need help, whether it's someone you hire, someone you turn the company over, or a third-party vendor who can provide you the insights so that you can manage against the reality, the truth of the data. Business is a continual small adjustments. The most successful businesses are the ones who manage change the best. Management of change is just making adjustments. But those small adjustments, remember, you're driving a battleship, not a speedboat. You need to make small adjustments so that you don't capsize the battleship. 
Make this part of your continual process, continual improvement, continual adjustments in small ways will allow you to continually lean into positive trends and right the ship when you're on a negative trend so that you can do the best of both worlds, pay attention to the data, understand it and see where it's going, not going down a path you don't want to go down, but not making such radical change that you don't manage the business as a best case scenario. Make this part of your process. Also embrace the 80-20 rule we've talked about on this podcast before. 80% of the time, do exactly what you know works well every time. 20% of the time, you get to experiment, to try new things, to do things that are outside the 80% of guaranteed to work. That 20% is where you make the small changes. That's where you experiment. That's where you do things counter trends, negative or positive, and see if they work or not. If they work well enough, then the 20% of experimentation gets rolled into the 80% of guaranteed to work. If you can't do these things, you are going to have a hard time managing a successful business. Make sure yourself, leadership, someone on your team, or a third-party vendor can help you manage this entire process of making continual adjustments. How you adapt to change will determine how successful your business will be. Consistency is the key to business. So making small changes is the process of business. The process of establishing a business and maintaining that establishment is consistency. You do this through your brand, through your differentiation, and through your value offering. Those things should not change. And if they do, it should be a very long process. Again, turning the battleship, not small things. Your brand should be very well established. It should be consistent and easy to understand for anyone who engages you and memorable to anyone who's ever done business with you before, especially if they've had a positive experience with your brand. Consistency in your brand allows you to continually build upon positive interactions you've had in the past and attract what is, should be the right audience. For new customers, your sales mix always needs to be a combination of existing customers and new customers, hopefully more existing customers on a repeat basis because it's lower cost for you, part of those numbers we talked about earlier, but also continually replacing them with new customers, A, that you can expand your sales base, and B, eventually you will lose customers to attrition of all sorts. Sometimes it's because they stopped using your product or service. Sometimes they move away change industries or do some, make some other change that's outside your control as to whether or not they would take advantage of your brand. Great example of this, I just recently moved my office from west side of Oklahoma City to downtown Oklahoma City. And I've already noticed that a lot of the places I like to go eat that were near the office when it was on the other side of town are now completely out of my lunch range. Thus, I will not be going to their businesses anymore, although they have done nothing wrong, but things change. So, Always be trying to create repeat business and upsell possibilities for your existing customers while adding new customers for all the right reasons to that base. You do this through your differentiation, through an understanding of what it is that's different, not necessarily better, not necessarily the best, but what's different about doing business with you. If you establish what it is that's different about your product or service, about your sales process, about the delivery method, et cetera, that is attractive to your audience, then the likelihood of them doing business with you is high. The likelihood of you meeting that expectation is high. And the likelihood of repeat business 
which is the most valuable business, happens. This also goes into your value offering. What is it that you're offering that is more value to the end user, to the consumer, than it costs you to produce and sell at a profit margin? That's your value offering. If you're able to do these things, establish a brand with consistency, create a clear differentiation, and an understanding of your value offering, the conversion process is much easier. That comes from having a long-term vision, having goals and objectives based on the vision and principles of the business itself. People want you to meet their expectations in a sell cycle, but also be surprised. So whatever it is, your, your product or service that you're selling them, they want you to meet the expectation created by your marketing and your sales process. If they are expecting X, they want to receive X, but they do like to be surprised in positive ways. If you give them exactly what they're looking for, plus a little bit more, maybe more product than promised, maybe it lasts longer, performs better, maybe you add additional options or benefits, maybe you just give them something bonus, not even related to your product or service. This is something that your credit card companies do now when they offer you trips or chances to win Taylor Swift concert tickets or an opportunity to improve your credit score. These are things on top of what you do with your credit card already, which is more based on your interest rate, availability, etc. So people like you to meet their expectations, but with a surprise. This is where feedback is as important as the numbers. When people tell you what they appreciate or don't appreciate about your sales process, what they appreciate or don't appreciate about the product or service offering, the value offering, how you do it, etc., is as important as the numbers. If they're telling you they love it, but the numbers are going down, there's two opposite things you need to figure out. But if your numbers are going up and they tell you what they appreciate, keep following that positive trend. Your numbers are going down, people are telling you what they don't appreciate or your lack of ability to meet the expectations set by your marketing or sales process. You need to fix those things before that negative trend takes you too far away from the possibility of success. The basic decisions of how to run your business are based on the hard realities of knowing your numbers. But direction is based on doing the right thing for the people involved. Discussed earlier that people are in within businesses, people are your customers, people do business with the people in a business, not with the business itself. So do right by the people involved. Do right by your customer or consumer. Do right by your staff the people who work within your business, your employees, your vendors, your subcontractors, etc., And do right by the bottom line. Create an opportunity to be profitable so that your business can continue, so that the people you employ can stay employed, so the taxes that are generated from your profit can be generated for your local community, for your city, for your state, and for the nation, so that you can be a part of other people's supply chain and vendor process, So you can sell to consumers, you can sell to business, you can even sell to government. Whoever you're doing business with benefits from doing business with you. They find value in your offering. That's why they do business with you. They like what you're giving them. They're willing to give you their money in exchange for what it is you're providing them, meeting that expectation, hopefully with a little bonus on top of it. That's how you equate to a positive bottom line. If you know your numbers, if you know your cost, if you know how the cash flow works, if you know the process, if you know the timing, if you can take advantage of opportunities, 
because you are doing your day-to-day operations. You're in command of the subject matter because you're paying attention to the data, looking for trends and embracing opportunities. Then the ability to achieve that through your brand, through your reputation, through your value offering, through your differentiation, through the values and mission statement of the brand itself, the business can achieve the expectation plus which continues the process in a positive way, continue to take advantage of opportunities, continue to embrace positive trends and change. That always leads to a positive top line and bottom line. Top line is how much money comes in. The bottom line is how much money stays in the bank after all of your expenses are paid, otherwise known as profitability. You need both. You need more sales and you need more profit at the end of the day because there are times when that profit margin is minimal. There are times when the top line goes down and the bottom line will be affected. You need profitability in order to bridge that gap. You do that by taking care of the people involved, by keeping more of your employees, more of your vendors, more of your contractors, because it's a positive experience, because you pay them on time, because you meet expectations as an employer, because you do what you say you're going to do. That will result in them doing a good enough job, a better job than expected for your customer, for your consumer, in your sales process, in your customer service process, which leads to additional opportunities at a lower cost, higher profit margin. You see how these things work together. Understanding and knowing your numbers, understanding the technicality of running your business, understanding how to look for and embrace positive trends and avoid negative trends, how to make those continual adjustments, small adjustments in the right directions because you're paying attention to the data on a granular level, on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly level, will then allow you to run the business based on the vision and mission and core values established through the brand, through your reputation, through your value proposition, through the actual process of running your business. This is where the balance is. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. Sometimes that means you lose money in a short term in order to build something in a long term. That's known as investment. The idea of investments take time. They take a commitment. You have to invest some of your profitability into the future when you're less profitable. You have to invest taking a short-term temporary loss or setback in order to establish a long-term relationship with a customer. You have to invest in your business in these ways. And this is also where the balance of making your money, hitting your numbers today has to be weighed against how you're establishing your brand, how you're building your customer base, and how you're leaning into trends and repeat business, which is more profitable in the future. So managing your business for today, for the week, for the month, for the quarter, for the year, and for the next 5, 10, 25 years is the balance. The balance comes from continual learning, continual adjustment, understanding business is not about finding one way to do something, setting it on cruise control, and never changing ever again. But instead, running a business is based on continual adjustments, on making the right adjustments You make those right adjustments because you make good decisions. You make the good decisions because you have data to back it off of, plus feedback from your audience. You compare the two things. You get the feedback. 
if you've established a relationship, if you've created a trust factor, if you've created opportunities for your consumer to provide that feedback early on in the process, if you've made that investment, you now have all the data, the math, the numbers, plus the feedback from your audience, plus what's happening in your market, trends, and best practices. All of that goes together to allow you to balance ROI, return on your investment, a benefit from everything you do within your business, along with ROIA, the reality of it all. The reality is sometimes you have to take short-term losses. Sometimes you have to take two steps backwards in order to take a step forward. How you balance this is different in every single business and every single situation, but approaching it as something that has to be balanced, understanding and embracing the daily, weekly, regular, small-term data, trends, and feedback, along with the vision, mission, and ultimately the passion for what it is you do that created the drive in you to start your business or pursue what it is you're trying to achieve in the first place. Balancing these two things, understanding the mechanics of the numbers, along with being guided by vision, meeting in the middle so that you make proper adjustments along the way is the key to success. Thanks for listening to the episode 23 of 24 of Professional Balance, a bonus content series of the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. I'll be back next month with a new topic and new podcast every Saturday with hustle and motivation advice from the office while the competition is still sleeping. Please subscribe, leave a review, and make a comment on social media about what balance issues you would like to hear discussed on this series in the future. Thank you. Saturday Morning Hustle Saturday Morning Hustle Saturday Morning Hustle Wake up and keep chasing